Katie Talking Sports, it is Monday, July 20th, 2020. Now, I wasn't going to do a show today. I told you I'm reading this Michael Jordan book, Michael Jordan's last comeback, Michael Leahy. And I wanted to read interesting things I read in this book. Now, Doug Collins was one of his first coaches with the Bulls. Now, they, this, I, I want to show you the... The, I want to show you show you a coach who defers to a to a superstar and a coach who realizes that the superstar has to play within the framework of the team. Now Doug Collins, you know, this was now he coached him again with the in this book with the Wizards, and you could he basically deferred to him to a point where I felt like he played him too much. He, I mean, to the point where you know looked at Jordan. Jordan really should have come out. His knee really couldn't handle it. He had tendonitis. And he was playing like 40 minutes a game when he shouldn't have. And basically his first season was shot down. And they had a good shot of doing well in the playoffs. They were 26-21 and 21 at the All-Star break that year in uh, 2000. What was it? 2000-2001 season, right? No, I'm sorry. 2001-2002. Then, then two, th- yes, 2001-2002 season. And he actually played in the All-Star game that year and had missed an open dunk and had eight points. And I'm at to the point now where they're going to play the Lakers the first game of the second half, which is really going to be a big game. But he basically doesn't finish out the season. I don't, you know, it's interesting reading the book because things will come back to you. But I want to talk about Doug Collins. So during the 1987-88 season when Jordan began uh, complaining that Collins, the scorekeeper, deprived his team of points. No, the score's right, said Collins. Like hell it is, Jordan yelled back. Escalated. Now, it led to a point where he, he fumed, he stomped out of practice, and Collins called to him, you can't just leave practice, Michael, come back here. He kept walking. Uh, they said a stunning, stunning act of petulance, Leahy said, in defiance. And that evening, the Bulls were scheduled to fly to Indianapolis for a game the next day, sat shocked uh, on a plane, aware that Jordan had not shown up. The players stood at Collins, who, you know, Listen, all of a sudden, the plane was arrived, was sitting at the gate at 509, scheduled to leave at 510. Collins saying nothing. Most of the players staring at the plane's open door. In the next few seconds, Jordan appeared and coolly walked past Collins without acknowledging him. He goes, maybe Michael was a little late, but it was a power play too. Brad Sellers, a player on the team, said. And he said it made Jordan's point about who was in charge. Nothing was the same after that. The guy knew who had control. In, the, in that moment, the relationship between coach and star changed forever. The pecking order established Jordan the star, Collins the service, Jordan's pleasure and it ended up they brought in Krauss brought in Jackson as an assistant coach who worked with freaking Pippen and saw something and you know and then he came on so I want to go to the this is their first now I'm going to Jackson as coach during their the the NBA finals their first championship they're three up three games to one game five and fourth quarter tick down Jordan wouldn't pass to a wide open uh a Bulls player particularly ja- uh, John Paxson best three-point shooter so they have a time uh Bulls are trailing, and they said, you know, no one's really sure. You know, some of the memories might have been altered, but everyone agrees the gist of what Jackson said. So with the team sitting on the bench and his star tallying off, Jackson asked Jordan, Michael, who's open? Jordan looked down, didn't answer. Jackson demanded of Jordan, Michael, who's open? Who's open? Jordan said softly, Pax. Jackson spoke evenly, then pass him the fucking ball. Jordan complied. Suddenly, arena, rain, Pax and Jordan. Paxson's jumpers. The Bulls won the first title. Jordan embraced Jackson, who had been resolute enough not to sacrifice any part of his vision to appease a player. Listen, you know, 
you can't have a player walking out and you call after him. You go, get the fuck back here. I'm the coach. You're the player. I don't give the fuck who you are. And the coach has to show who's, who is, who's in charge. And he never, he lost control then. He never got it. He got back. He wanted to win. He was a great, they said if you could stop a game and let X's and let, let it draw plays for every play of a game, they said that Doug Collins was the best of the best. But he lost the team that day. And Brad Sellers saw it. The whole, the whole Bulls, team, Bulls team saw it. They had to bring a new coach in. And here they are, they're playing for their first championship. And Jordan is the star, the star. And he's like, who's fucking open? Who's open? We'll pass him the fucking ball. And that's what you have to do. I just, I'll tell you, I, it's taking forever to finish this book because it's so rich. It takes a long time to read. And I wasn't going to do the show. But then I talked to... Rock, Rock pisses me off sometimes. I got to be honest with you. Rock pisses me off. Because I want him on a show and he says he doesn't talk about sports. Bullshit. I, I said, dude, you're, 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 you know, I hate using the word cop out because, you know, I'm not, but it is. I said, Rock, I want you on a show. And then he just sends this to me, which I think is fucking lame. And I'll tell, it, I'll tell him. And he, he, I told him, I just said it was lame. So it's not like I'm saying something to you, my, my listeners, that I'm not saying to Rock. But Rock was saying, I love you, J.D., but this is why I believe in segregation. This is why I don't want to be on your show with Harris. He'll never get it. Never understood how demeaning the star-spangled banner is to the black race. But that's why I want you on the show. Because I want to know why it's demeaning to you. Why it's so... What, 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 what about it bothers you so much? It upsets you so much? Hurts you so much? And that's what I want him on the show. I want to talk about old Nick stories. I want to talk about about sports, about racism, whatever he wants to talk about. And I've tried to get him on the show, and he just won't do the damn show. And I've realized that about everybody. You know, I was going to buy this new piece of equipment so I could do phone calls. But this is my show. It's me talking. Me getting stuff off my chest because i got a lot to get off my chest. And you can chase people to get them to do interviews. But you know what? I've done 600-something shows, and I'm going to do another 600-something shows and another 600 shows out of that. But... I was going to do a show today, but I read something that I wanted to get out and tell people. And that's why I do the show. You know, Rock, you don't have to do the show. I want to get Harris on. I've tried to get Lanker on. Gumbel Chef's done a couple shows, and Gumbel Chef, and he doesn't, he doesn't really know a lot of sports, but we start talking, we have a good time, and he gets to talk, I get to talk, it leads to other stuff, and that's what makes the world go round. So Fauci's going to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals game. Good for him. I like that. I think that's a nice, nice gesture, you know, on NFL agrees to daily testing. Thank God. Let's get this shit taken care of. Let's get some sports. I'm trying to watch the baseball without fans. It's too much. The, the cardboard cutouts. I was talking to Evan today when I did my PT, which was a good, good session today. And listen, I think it's a great thing. I, I think let's get this because the baseball with no fans is just weird. Basketball, with no fans is going to be weird. Hockey. But it's going to be playoff hockey, so it's going to be a little different. And I think basketball, well, you'll get past it. This is the way the world is right now. We either accept it or we don't. Bill, I just talked to. I got a little kid I'm going to train tomorrow. That should be kind of fun. We'll see how that goes. I love the picture I put up. Yeah, Raiders, Raiders owner says he won't attend games if fans aren't allowed or limited. It's all or none for me. I got to, hey, listen. Just so the Jets and Giants aren't going to allow fans in the fall. Jack Nicholson and his wife, Jack Nicholas, I'm sorry, and his wife had COVID, uh, uh, mild co- uh, COVID symptoms back in March. Thank God they're okay. Tiger finished the weekend uh, plus six, shoots a four over 76 on Sunday after shooting a one under on Saturday. And he says his back bothered him on Thursday before he knew, and he said that's going to be a problem every single day is dealing with this back. And, you know, listen, it's kind of, it really sucks. It really sucks for him because I want Tiger to be back. When he won the freaking 
won the mast. Wait, what did he win? U.S. Open? I forget. You know, I'm blanking on what. I think well, U.S. Open. When he won his last tournament, everybody won. You know, you you root you root for an underdog, and that's you know. Hey, listen, let's get the back. Let's see him if he can play some of the the majors. And Jimmy Butler, I thought this was really interesting. So request for a blank uh, nameplate uh, still pending because he wants. Uh, he says you know he didn't want it, but they said everybody said why. You know, the Yankees don't have names on the back of their jerseys. I don't think. I think it's kind of interesting. It's a statement on his part. He said uh, that you know slaves didn't have a name. They didn't have a part of the. They didn't have a place at the table. So, and back to Tiger. Listen, Tiger, whatever it's going to take, it's, it's better to watch you, to have you out there than not have you out there. I, I, I just, you're like, I want to watch Serena, even if Serena isn't the player she isn't in. When Jordy came back, you know, you still want to, you still have these memories of these athletes that you want to see until they can't play anymore. And I, I think if I was an athlete, yeah, they'd have to drag me off the court or the field, wherever I'm, whatever sport I'm playing, I play, you know, I don't think it would be a pretty ending. I think I'd be hitting 145 my last season, or I'd be catching the five passes, or I would be, you know, I've lost a step or whatever. But I'd still want to be out there because there's nothing compares to it, man. Nothing at all. And that's what Elahi says in the book, that Magic Johnson found a career after basketball where Jordan never found that passion that he got playing the game. I mean, he's an owner now, but he, he doesn't carry with the same passion that he did when he played. When he played, it was, you know, it was, it was all or nothing. He just went all, all for it. So John Ram, who I never heard of, is now the number one player in golf. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know. That. And I love that the Yankees and the Mets honor late post photographer Anthony Cossey on the scoreboard part of exhibition game against the Mets on Sunday. So Judge at two home runs, Stanton at a home run, and I forget who else had a home run. Oh, and uh, Gary Sanchez. Listen, Montgomery pitched five good innings for the Yankees. You know what? <laughs> I know I'm talking shit. I know I'm going back and forth. I sound like a freaking hypocrite. But when sports comes on, I'm going to check it out. But I'm just, right now, they're not, the games don't count. It's like exhibition football. Let's see when the games start. I'll start watching stuff. I watched a terrible movie today on Netflix with Neil Long and Omar Epps uh, where they were playing a, uh, it, it, it was terrible. It, it just wasn't good where she's a married woman and he comes into her life, someone she went to college with who's like, who's like a, what's she, femme fatale? I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, it's a, he's stalking her. And uh, no, not good. Not good at all. I've been watching Robot Chickens. I'm catching up with Robot Chickens. You know, you just watch them to watch them, but yeah. 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 So Friday, game one of 60 for the Mets. Mets, Braves, and City Field 410 on opening day. How about that? This coming Friday, we have Regular season baseball, 60 games. Crazy, huh? I don't know. They have records here. Oh, summer camp. The Yankees are now 13 and 8. The Mets are 8 and 11. They've been playing summer games. Yeah, Oswald took the loss for the Mets. Gotta like the judge hit two home runs. Void hit a home run. Good for the Yankees. You want to listen. They all play well. We'll see what happens. The Blue Jays are looking to play at uh, Pittsburgh's PNC Park. That's going to be messy. I just think that's going to be messy, messy. But we'll see how it works out in the end. I mean, we shall see. So they'll play there. they got to play somewhere. And LeBron James Upper Deck Rookie Patch Parallel Card Sold at Auction for $1.845 million on Sunday at Golden Auctions to 
Lob.com CEO, Leor Avidar. The price tag for the rare card sets a record for modern day cards, recognized as cards produced in, in 1980 or later, and is the most any basketball card has ever sold for. All right. If you were talking about a, a Honus Wagner or a 1952 Mantle card, uh, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that much news. But when you're talking about a card that was literally produced 17 years ago and it's for a guy still playing in the NBA, it's just shocking news to a lot of people. It's really where any, my particular industry has been going for several years. All right. So, and they sold them uh, Mike Trout rookie cards for 922000 It was one of only five produced in the highest grades. But how about that? $1.8 million for a freaking card. I get, yeah, it's, a, I kind of want to see what this card looks like. Yeah. The upper deck rookie patch autograph set typically produced only 99 of each card, which included a patch of jersey from the player's rookie season and an autograph on the card. This particular jam card ever was part of the patch autograph parallel set that only produced the same number of cards corresponding to the number of that play on the player's jersey. So that was, took about 23, very little. Crazy, huh? 1.85 million. Crazy. Michael Jordan card sold for 900,000. There were only 23 of this card produced, and since it was graded as a 9.5 mint gem by Beckett Grading Service, it was one of only two of these particular cards graded that high. 1.85, yeah, listen. So crazy, right? It's just, I, I'm, it blows my mind. I'm not into cards like that, but and I and then I saw this T Mac, Tracy McGrady and Jermaine O'Neal are teaming up to launch a player represent repre, representation agency. Why not? Listen, they know players. Why not take a shot at? I'm 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 cool with that. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, someone said a good gig if you with the there, there, there's a security guy watching cardboard cutouts at a freaking Dodger game. <laughs> good gig if you can get it. What the fuck? There's no people there. Are you crazy? I mean, come on. And then yesterday, in 2008, more than 19,000 fans gathered at Arthur Ashe Stadium to watch the Liberty play the Indiana Fever. Nineteen thousand at Arthur Ashe. Pretty cool, huh? 71.55 went over the Liberty. Pretty crazy. How about that? Unbelievable to play at freaking Arthur Ashe. That was freaking cool. Arthur Ashe Stadium. And uh, then someone was saying about uh, Mike Silski posted uh, a tweet from this guy, Bob uh, Brookover. The artificial noise at uh, was it Ch uh, Chase Bank, f the Philly field is pretty. What is what is the what is the Philly field called? Philly's baseball stadium. Come on, you piece of shit. Phillies Baseball Stadium. I know Gumbo Chef hates when I do this. Citizens Bank Park. So a guy wrote that the artificial crowd noise at Citizens Bank Park is pretty weak right now. It sounds like September 15, 1989 crowd at the Vet when Nick Leva was manager and the Phillies were at 90,000 games back in the standings. I vote for no fake noise. I don't like it. This is what everyone was saying to me yesterday. So they're piping, I said they're piping the noise. But as I said in yesterday's show, piping the bad, you know, the good and the bad. Yeah, I'm not using air conditioning in, in Michigan's apartment. It's pretty freaking hot here. She's going to probably yell at me for doing this. So the name of Tracy McGrady and Jermaine O'Neal's uh, 
play, new player agency is going to be 7-1 Sports Group and Entertainment. I'm cool with that. Listen, I think... Uh, and I saw the NBA barbershop being built in the bubble. Freaking, how cool is that? The NBA barbershop. And why Tom Brady is a goat. You want to know why he's a goat? 25-4 and four in temperature below 30 degrees during his 20 years with the Patriots. My mind doesn't slow down in the cold, but their bodies do. 25-4. and four. No offense. And Miles, I love this. Miles Boykin makes close to $900,000 a season with the Ravens. But he just found out, you know, the, you know, He's revealed that he's 100% worry-free on at least one of these recurring payments. He said, my mom my ma found out I put my Xbox Live account on her credit card. She's been paying it since I was in sixth grade. So he called up Xbox and he goes, hey, can we fix this? So uh, my mom found out I pay my Xbox. She, pay, she found out I put my Xbox account on her credit card. She's been paying since I was sixth grade. We got you covered so that she wants uh, he wanted to know if he could switch it, you know, so he could. Uh, he said uh, he, he's helping get an account cleared for her, for her because she won't let him pay. They, of course, you know, said, hey, we'll, we'll take care of it. But how about that? <laughs> He's a mama's boy. But how about that? His mom's still paying his Xbox Live. Hey, what's this? Ma, I can pay. No, no, I'm not paying. No, no, you can't do it. You can't do it, son. I, I got it. I got it. And Nicki Minaj is pregnant with the first kid. I don't know who Kenneth Petty is, but I was like, all right, hey, congrats. Kids are kids. We'd love to see it. The Ballon d'Or, they're not going to give out a player of the year this year. Everybody's upset in soccer. I don't think they, they played the season, so I don't understand why they're not giving out the award. They can't. They can still do it virtually. They can have the. I, I understand why they can't have it. It doesn't make sense to me. They do everything else virtually. Give the award out virtually. And Ceedee Lamb could get carries on jet sweeps for the Athletic for the Cowboys. I know. I know. Lanker's going to be excited about that. And McCole Hardman is expected to receive more targets this season in Casey's offense. If they have a season, God, they are going to be really, really, really good. And A. Rod and J. Lo plan to invest two hundred twenty-five thousand to three. I'm sorry, 225 to 300 million into their bid to buy the Mets for Ken Rosenthal. I like that. And uh, so the Phillies, yeah, I don't, you know, I looked at, okay, so the rookies are signing contracts. I'm like, eh, I don't really. But how about that? Go put some money in, man. Then the, the Ballon d'Or, first time since 1956, they want to have an award. I don't know why they can't do it. I mean, I know it's the COVID, but they can do it virtually. And Gronk is a 95 on Madden, but Lamar is a 94. Lamar direction. I don't get why that's even happening. Doesn't make sense to me. Oh, and freaking nice. So Tenet now has been delayed yet again, and it's likely to launch first overseas as U.S. Before They're not going to open any movie theaters here. Are you freaking crazy? None of that's happening. Today is the 24th birthday of Ben Simmons. I feel like Sixers, it's time to get things going. Russ, Russell Westbrook landed today. In Orlando, so I guess he's okay. Uh, Bucks guard uh, Pat Connaughton uh, has COVID. Feels healthy and is looking forward to joining the team in Orlando once he meets NBA protocols. So all these guys are asymptomatic, which is great. Makes me happy. And, you know, we get these guys back to playing, which would be a great thing. And uh, Niners and the, their running back, Mostert, Raheem Mostert, clear the air. Hopefully they can get a contract going for him. He's not making enough money. Uh, played his contract. We'll see how that works out in the long run. Yeah, no. am I shocked the Jets or Giants won't have any fans? Oh, until further notice. Until further, I'm sorry. Yeah, further notice. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, are we shocked by any of this? No. Yeah, the Ravens and the Jaguars have both announced plans to allow fans in at reduced capacities with strict protocols in place. Eagles, maybe. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Oladipo is going to play. Uh, Victor Oladipo is going to play for Pacers in scrimmages this week. I thought he was going to sit it out, but I think he really wants to play. I like the fact he's on at the first pitch. It's a nice thing. Daily testing NFL always a good thing. Let's get this shit cleared up. Get things good. No, and I thought I wrote something for today's. Uh, no, listen. I need to get some stuff out. I just wanted to do a quick show today. Yeah, that's all right. I'm happy with everything I just got. Yeah. So, uh, Tobias Harris's press conference only lasted 59 seconds. He only had one message. So Russell Westbrook was uh, collaborated with the NBPA to create the social justice shirt for the players. Okay. Uh, I know that you showed your support via some social media accounts. I'm just wondering if those shirts are something players plan to wear during warm-ups or if there is a plan for those or if they'll be involved in any way. Um, you know, no, nothing against the T-shirts, but we want to make sure that Daniel Cameron will arrest the cops and officers involved with Breonna Taylor's death. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, okay. That's going to be my answer for every question. Fair enough. Fair enough. Daniel Cameron, step up and to do what's right. And that's the only message I got today. I appreciate everybody. Thanks. They, Thanks. Want, social, they want social justice for Brianna. And I told you what I read that they said she, she was clinging to life for five so minutes and didn't do anything about it. Five minutes did nothing about it. So collaborated with the. Because I know that Russell Westbrook's doing these t-shirts now for the, yeah. We want to make sure that Daniel Cameron, Kentucky Attorney General, will arrest the cops and the officers involved with Breonna Taylor's death. And that's all I got to say. See, that's what is great about America. That now he's a platform and that's what he wants. Get, get that. Those cops who fucking killed her need to be taken. Justice needs to be served. I am very happy about this. So, Rock, I'm putting it out there. Said, I want you on a show. I don't care if you, you know, to be with Harris, but I want you on a show. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. Get it out there. Get it off your chest. Put your big boy pants on, as Michigan would say. And let's do this. All right. Trivia question for today. All right. Let me get to the trivia question. Trivia question. Trivia question. Okay. All-time leading sack leader of the Steelers going to the 2020 season. It took Rock three answers, but he got it right. James Harrison with eight and a half sacks. Today's trivia question. LG should get this one. Most Final Four appearances all-time going into next season. And can you give me the number? Who has the most Final Four appearances all-time going into next college basketball season? Most Final Four appearances all-time. All right. That's all I got for today. Folks, have a great day. Peace out. Talk to you soon.